This week on It's Too Wordy, they're already dead! Welcome everybody to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comic books from their childhood and today. Kirk, Ryan, and Nick. How are we doing this week, guys? Amazing. Everybody have a good holiday? Uh, Yeah, actually. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because you had what? Four days off? And four Thanksgiving just. Oh, my brother had seven. I could barely was hand- my limit. I could barely handle the two I had. Yeah, but we had three together. <laughs> we did. <laughs> three. We did. Because we did the leftovers last night. Yep. We did Friday night. And we did Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> See, we did one Saturday. I didn't know it was a Thanksgiving thing. We got invited over to some friends' houses. And hosts is a cook and fixed up ribs and steak and meatballs and cheesy potatoes and did like a little platter of everything. I've never been so full in my life, and it was amazing. <laughs> awesome. So this week we're going to be discussing John Constantine Hellblazer number one and Unexpected number 220. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, Constantine. What'd you think? I, I was lost. I like the Vertigo version better. Yes. I had no idea what was going on. I like the character of Constantine. thought he... The development of the character lost something once it was taken off of Vertigo. Although I do like him in Justice League Dark. But this, I had a hard time getting into the art. The story was kind of tough. It didn't feel like he was kind of as... He usually has like a bunch of wisecracking remarks and stuff. And you didn't see it a ton in here. Best part um, was the bar scene. Yeah, the with the uh, bouncer. With the bouncer. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I dig this. I could go with this. And then I read the rest of the story. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I was like, is this a black label? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I knew more about the character, besides, hey, Keanu Reeves played him, and was a League of, Le- League of Legends, the DC show on CW, mm-hmm. I think I might have been able to follow a little bit more, but I was telling Nick, I said, I have no idea who he is besides those two references. Yeah, I really wish with something like this, they would give you, it's a relaunch. Give a quick blurb about who the character is. You know, hey, he sold his soul to three devils. Something like that. Just put that in there so I know a little bit of what's going on. Right. Like, he's a magician. Yeah, Let's he, bring that up. Bring, Nick, uh, Nick told me about that in the car. That's why I know that he, he sold his soul to three devils. He, all his friends get killed horribly. So he's a loner. He smokes <laughs> all the time. Which I'm uh, yep. glad they didn't. Like millennial him and change yeah. him into a non-smoker because that would. Kind I don't of know if I was him. immortal. I think I would too. Be like, eh, I don't give a shit. I I looked up what a Haraspex is. Okay. And it's a magician who consults entrails. So when the <laughs> the Haraspex consults the meat, it's like, well, that's exactly what he does. So okay. he he's like um, reading tea leaves, but he's reading entrails. So I really feel like I got thrown in blind. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. This one was... A tough intro. Mm-hmm. There's some weird parts in here that I, I kind of want to know what the hell is going on, but I am i don't know if I'm really going to buy another one. I really wanted this to be good. You never know. It might... It, I mean, it could get better. It just... And I respect Simon Spurrier a lot. I like some of his other stuff that he's written. I just don't know if he's the right voice for Constantine. Yeah, I don't know. So what do we think? I'd say a two. <laughs> I was going with a two or one and a half. But I'll go to. Seems like a cool character. Just yeah, I just don't think they got his voice right. 
Um, yeah, <clears throat> two and a half. I like the artwork. I like the story. Most of it, but that it could understand. A lot of it made no sense. So, two and a half. Glad I wasn't alone. All right. So next we're going to talk about Unexpected number 220. Who wants to start? I'll start. Why don't you start? So, this is an anthology series. One is called Santa Claus is a Killer, and the other one is The Bridge Was All Aglow, Strange Guide, and Troll Bridge. First one is Santa Claus is a Killer. I understand they have eight pages to do the story, but there's a lot went unseen. There's there's a lot. A lot. Guy escapes from the loony bin, attacks a guy that's dressed like Santa Claus outside a store, takes a suit, and is seen in a certain residential area. And it happens to be the residential area where a couple is living and her husband has to go to work that night. And she starts freaking out that it's in our neighborhood, you know. So she makes sure all the doors are locked, all the windows are closed. And then she's upstairs with her daughter. She hears the window open. She's like, that's not my husband. He would use the front door, not the window. I'm, it amazes me they had to put that in print. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are there people out there that go through the window opposed to the front door normally? <laughs> or any door? Yeah. Right. Especially if you live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, cops show up, arrest the dude. Dad shows up back home and says that the neighbors saw a Prowler and they called the cops. And that was it. But. There was a lot that needed to be in there. This could be a full issue. But the last page did show Santa smiling like he was the one that called him. Called him. Called right. him out. Yeah. I kind of dug the radioactive man story. The bride was a glow. Yeah, yeah that, I was like that, one. that was good. I like that one. That one was really good. He gets back at the guy for uh, irradiating him or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. work, and he loses all this money from the lawsuit and everything. Yeah. And so he takes his his daughter. <clears throat> well, he just stands outside the guy's place House, that yeah. did it, and just yep. every day, and says, "I'm not leaving." And uh, the daughter went out to talk to him, and they ended up falling in love, and they took off. And, so now the dad's got to live with it forever. I'll be okay. Yeah, when she says, don't worry, daddy. I'm really happy, even if it's only for a short while. Because they're both already, they're going to die in like they're a couple gonna weeks. They're going to die. Yep. See, I'm trying to remember a couple of these. I read this and then brought it and completely yep. forgot. And the strange guide is about drug smugglers in Mexico. Oh, that one was weird. And I kind of dug it. <laughs> they, they knock off a drug mule. And they're going back to the United States, and they hire a guide to go through the forests and past um, immigration. Yep. And he ends up killing them all because he's a snake serpent. When he sleeps, he turns into like this alien snake thing. And he leads them back to the pit where the whole bunch of those serpent people are. Yep. And they just end up strung up, and they're all corpses. Yeah. So like they they sucked all the juices. Yep. The troll one I could not get into. Did you read Troll Bridge? I stopped after the uh, Mexican drug cartel. I could. I tried to read that troll one, and I got halfway through it. And I'm like, I don't like this one. <laughs> it's it's pretty stupid. Uh, troll gets his bridge taken away, and he ends up in New York City. Our time. He meets a magician, and he transfers him to us. And he claims the Golden Gate Bridge is his own. <laughs> Brooklyn Bridge, not Golden Gate. Golden Gate's in San Francisco. San Francisco. So that's what that story's about. Yeah, no. Um, I think this book actually ran issue two twenty two. So so this was coming towards the end of this run. I did do a little bit of looking at research. I started at one oh eight because it kind of picked up and combined was it House of Whispers? I think it was like House of Whispers and or what's the other one? House of Mystery. Mm-hmm. And another book, The Witching Hour. It can started combining like three books into one and it just 
turn into unexpected. And so it ran from wish issue 108 to like 222. I thought that was kind of a neat little backstory on that. I really dug the first two <clears throat> stories. Those were my two favorites. So. It was a different, you know, uh, what is this, mid-80s? 82. 82? Yeah, it was just a different time. It looks like it's a much older book than 82. Yes, it did. But it, you know, very enjoyable, I thought. I mean, pretty basic outside of the troll story, which I just could not get into. But the rest of it, I kind of enjoyed. I'm Maybe we'll pick up a few more of these and see how they go. It's got a really cool, like, Joe Kubert cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I pick up another one? I don't know. Um, if Ryan wants to bring more over to me, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I'll read them. But... <laughs> I'll be the one that's picking them up. I'm not saying you guys have to do it. So, All right. Cool. So what do you guys give it? I'll go three. For what I was expecting, just by like... Were you expecting the unexpected? I was thinking this was going to be horrible. And in my mind, I'm like, well, it's a Christmas story. We're going into that theme. Pick it up and check it out. But it's probably going to be a two for me. After reading it, give it three and a half. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I'll go around there. I'll give it a three. Um, I was expecting it to be all Christmas. Yeah, I that, was too. I, that, I was kind of expecting that as well, but uh, I kind of like the fact that it wasn't just all Christmas. Yeah. Kind of nice. Okay, who do we got for the D-lister this week, Ryan? I went with a Constantine villain named Black Boris. He's a fire troll. Are you aware of Black Boris? No, I'm not. All you know right. I'm not. Yeah, that's why I went to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fairly new villain. His first appearance was Justice League Dark, 12. He was one of the last known fire trolls active in modern day. He is king, or he was king of the fire trolls. Made a deal with Felix Faust to join the Cabal in order to steal the Books of Magic. He was first sent out to attack Constantine and Black Orchid, but they managed to escape. The Cabal did end up getting the Books of Magic, though, and in the final battle, Black Boris was taken down and decapitated by I, Vampire, and Frankenstein. I'm actually kind of interested in Black Boris because I didn't even know anything about Black Boris. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a kind of cool dude. And I looked him up, and this is what they had. I'm like, all right. Justice League Dark 12? Yep. And then I think it was Justice League Dark Annual 1, maybe, uh, for his death. Oh, cool. I really want to read those. The original God. Justice League Dark is amazing. I have the first collection of the first six issues, but I never, I really got to get around to actually reading more. The other you one I really like, happen. What's that? <laughs> that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> nope. Um, the other series I really liked was, um, it had the demon in it, and it was back in King Arthur times. Mm-hmm. It had all the magicians and stuff demon in it. Demon Knights. Demon Knights, that's it. I thought that was really good outside of the demon. <laughs> See, I bought it for the demon. Oh, I just... <laughs> I don't want to be rhymed at. All right, anyhow. So what you right. say, I just may do some wordplay. Go eat some hay. While you stay. And then we play. <laughs> That's our show, guys. Thank you for <laughs> I'm out. I quit. <laughs> so what do you say? <laughs> What's going on at the store at this time, Ryan? Oh, huge sale this last Friday uh, for Black Friday. And uh, they had the Minicon. On Saturday, we all attended it in one capacity or the other. What did you guys think of the Minicon? We were the first people there. <laughs> they were still setting up. So They nice. were still setting up when we got there. <laughs> like I said, I was, I'm feeling like really antisocial this week. So I we went and they were just like shouting stuff at each other. Cause I've, I've worked at cons and yeah. I know how when you're setting up, you just kind of like, Bleh, people. You know, you're just focusing on the people next to you. And uh, they were just shouting things about Boba Fett. 
Boba Fett a- across the, the aisles. Room. And I was yep. just like, oh my god, it's uh, it's, it's 10 too, o'clock in the morning. Too early for this. <laughs> um, good to see you guys. We're out. So we went and shopped a little bit, and then we came home. Cool. Yeah, no, um, that was put on by the last Starfighters group. They're a local group around town here in Omaha that they got some artists in that group and they've got some guys that do podcasting and let's see, I'm trying to think of it. It seemed like they had something else involved with them too. They had wrestling. Wrestling. Oh yeah. They have a, did they signed up with uh, a wrestling group. Yeah, who's in the, the, back? Uh, the wrestler that was sitting there was the guy that played Lenny Vernon in the Lenny, Lenny Vernon badass trucker movie. Okay. That is now available on YouTube. So, you know, that's something that the store partnered up with them on and got them in there and had them, uh, just uh, do some marketing with the store and everything, and it was a fun little time. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that they do at the shop all the time. Um, I think every third 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 Saturday, they have an artist jam where artists can come in and just kind of sit down and hang out with other artists and draw and get pointers from other people and stuff. And it's a good old time. So uh, definitely stop in and see all the new toys and comics that they've gotten in, which they have gotten a ton, statues included. There's every time I go in there, they're like, "Hey, do you have this Green Lantern thing?" Most of the time I say yes, but uh, every once in a while they'll surprise me. So, uh, yeah, definitely go in and see what they got. Awesome. So, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go last. Well, yeah, you're going to go last. (laughs) I'll go first since I enjoyed my issue a lot. Okay, you go first then. Okay, so I didn't. It's not like I didn't enjoy my issue, but no, this is your show and your gonna, mic's really loud, so you can go first. You're gonna love this one. So I've been collecting the new universe books, right? And I really love Night Mask. So I was like, I really, I found issue two, which I can't wait to read. Um, I've, I got to issue like at page one of the issue, and I'm just like, oh yeah, and then I get distracted. But so last night I read Mark Hazard Merc number one. It is by Peter David. So how could this not be good? Oh, let me tell you how this cannot be good. It's horrible. I can't even finish it. So you would think what? you would think that Peter David, right? So he's he's this character called uh, Mark Hazard, right? And he's a he's like an assassin for hire, or like he works for the CIA. I don't know. He is, he's like an off the duty GI Joe kind of guy who doesn't mind killing everybody. Good or bad. Right. And he's a horrible father. He's a horrible husband. His son wants him to come to his baseball game. And he's like, yeah. Was Peter working out some daddy issues in that book? (laughs) But His son's calling him like, dad, I want you to come to my baseball game. It's at this park, blah, 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 whatever time. He's like, well, skip that message. His wife's like, well, you should really come skip that message. We got a job. There's the message I was waiting for. He goes to. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to like, huh? Why you need to look at it? Oh no, it's okay. So he goes to like this little village to do CIA stuff and disturb the government there. And then I don't know. It's, hmm, it's like an adult version of GI Joe, right? So you give it a yeah. You didn't even read it, so you're giving it the finger. Right? I'm giving it the finger. I might read a little bit more, see if it gets better, because he does call his son at the end. But I don't know. See, out of all the new universe stuff, I think that is the one I would be most interested in reading. If you want to borrow it. I will borrow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's mine. Nick's giving it the finger. All right. Oh, all right. So this this week I picked up Ian Fleming's James Bond Origin by Dynamite. 
I absolutely love this book. And the reason I love this book is I love James Bond. But I never knew his origin story or where he was created out of. And he was created from World War II. And this is basically the story of young James. It's going through the Blitz in Scotland. So they're getting bombed every night by the Germans. And in between times, James is trying to find out stuff about his parents. His mom was a Bond and his dad was another kind of spy. And he teaches judo, and he's talking to this professor, Professor Keller. And apparently he's Swiss, even though he sounded like he was German. And his friend Werner, Werner, shows up talking about missiles and nuclear weapons. And the next day, Professor Keller is dead because Werner was working both sides. He was trying to sell it to both sides. And so... This basically, his this guy's murder basically led to his becoming a Bond. I don't want to give too much away in it, but it was really, really good. It kept my attention for the 15 minutes it took me to read it, because I wanted to make sure I looked at every picture, every... Did that just come out? It came out... This is... They're on issue 7. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I was hunting through the back, <laughs> looking for the... The uh, earliest one. Earliest one, so I didn't start right in the middle and go, what the hell's going on? Sure. You know. So, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Nice. That's how much I enjoyed it, but I'm a huge Bond fanatic, so it was a Bond book. It it was Bond. They did a good job writing Bond. Cool. So, what do you got, Ryan? Okay. Well, I've got Punisher 2099. This was interesting. It is not the same punisher that was in the original punisher 2099 although he does make an appearance in this uh, apparently in the future it's Frankencastle. no uh, but in the future they have these point levels so every time you do something good your point level goes up and the higher your point levels are the more valuable you are as a human being so it's kind of demolition man to an extent and he was a cop and he was fighting for this group that worships Thor. And this memory comes back that he killed one of these Thorites because the guy who had a hammer is going to attack him. Well, he starts realizing that wasn't absolutely true. Well, there's this can't recorder that's recording everything anytime they do anything. And the lead of the, the police department adjusted the film so he thought he killed somebody in self-defense but in reality, he actually killed an unarmed man, and it made him kind of go nuts. And so he rewired his camera thing to show him reality. When he, So if he blacks out, he kind of knows what's happening, and he just goes after the police instead. It, like, yeah, I didn't feel like they got a good grasp on this particular 2999 character, which was a disappointment. I was really hoping we could see some... As lame as some of those 2099 titles were back in the 90s, they were a lot of fun. This this just didn't feel right. So, so forced? Yeah. Like, oh, we need to do something. Here. All right. On to my random titles. So uh, next up, I've got Dragon Ring number one by Air Cell Publishing. This is from 1986. Reminded me a little bit of like an Indiana Jones. Guy gets hired to take somebody over to an island that is supposedly filled with mystery. And so they boat over to this island and turns out this guy's like a Kung Fu master and he's fighting demons and everything else. And he 
saves the guy he took over because he got this inheritance. He's supposed to get like get the whole island, and he got this, and he was the last remaining relative. And the lawyer was going to try to kill him along with a voodoo priestess to take over the island. He reworded the contract so when the guy signed it, he would take over ownership after the person died, and then they were going to kill him. And uh, right out the gate, some old man comes over to him and goes, uh, it was dying, and goes, here's, take this ring once I die. And then that was the premise. So he now figures out that he needs to find out what this dragon ring is about. And it's starting to go off and study that. But in the meantime, he was battling all these demons on this island. This was great. I cannot wait to find more of these. So uh, keep your eyes out for dragon ring, guys. Mutant Earth. Uh, this was an old image book. There was no redeeming qualities to this at all. Don't read it. Okay. <laughs> Another book called Hell by Rocket Comics. Started off with an island where all these like monkey-like creatures um, are running from poachers. And then it switches over to this kid who's talking to his mom who's in a mental institution. Uh, she hasn't said a word for 10 years because her husband died or went missing or something like that. So the son is trying to, you know, visit her every once in a while, talk to her, trying to get her to come out of her shell. And um, the CIA, in the meantime, comes and goes to talk to him, the kid, and goes, hey, we want to know where your dad's at. And he's like, like, I know where my dad's at. I wouldn't be in the situation if I knew where my dad was. And they like, well, we think he's still alive. He supposedly went MIA while he was with the military. Well, you come find out that his whole patrol went MIA at the exact same time. And a homeless guy comes up and says he went, was uh, in the patrol with his dad. And uh, he was killed Im immediately. And these demons are, or these monkey-like creature demon things are attacking the CIA and this kid to get him back to this island for some reason. And that's where it kind of leaves off. I thought it was actually pretty good. The art was actually really fantastic. I... I'm going to try to find the rest of those. Then I got the Gua. Is that how would you say that? Gua? Guai-ai? Guai-ai? G-W-A-I-I? That'd be Guai. Guai? Guai. Like Hawaii. Guai. Now this... Guai. <laughs> this is actually by Arcane Comics. The guy that wrote this is wrote this for a kid's book. And I can understand how it is. It is basically just a glorified Bambi. Mom dies. Spoiler, Kirk. Um, what? <laughs> what? But they're like Bigfoot-like creatures, and the mom ends up dying trying to save the kid from being discovered. And so the kid's all irritated, and they took the mom's body with them. These hunters did. And the kid's all irritated. He's like, I'm going to go get my mom back. And he goes out and starts going after every human. And he comes across a lumberyard and is attacking them, and all these lumberjacks come running out and he bolts with his buddy. And so they're continuing their adventure by the end of the book. Now, what is really cool is the guy that wrote this is a Canadian. And apparently there is a language called Hyada, H-A-I-D-A. That is an ancestral language that only about a handful of people can still speak. And they're all over 70. And younger people are trying to learn that to keep the culture alive. And there's a whole history about this folklore and their religious beliefs and stuff like that. So it's really kind of cool because it's kind of like a National Geographic meets Bigfoot type deal. So 
Um, and that was a one for four. So if I dig up the other three, great. And then finally, a book called Folklords. This was not what I was expecting at all. So the cover is showing this kid wearing a suit and he's walking around and there's gnomes and giants and these really creepy religious dudes and peasants and geese. And, you know, it looks like what you'd think of for fairy tale times kind of thing. Come to find out the kid is actually in this world and he just likes dressing up in a suit and everybody thinks he's weird because he does it. (laughs) And so once they reach a certain age, all the kids reach a certain age, they have to choose a task that they're going to go do before they're assigned their job in life. And he decided he was going to go, he was going to go find the folklords and everybody started laughing at him because they're like, Oh, that's just mythical creatures. Well, yet there's mythical creatures all around him throughout this whole book. So he's going to announce it to the library because the library is the place that dictates all this. And his buddy goes first and he couldn't think of anything that he wanted to do. And so he said he was going to go find the folklords and they basically banished him from the country and his butt, so this kid went out with him, and they're like, we're going to go find the folklords, and that's how the book started. But it's written by Matt Kendent and Matt Smith. Uh, this just came out not too long ago by Boom Studios. Definitely worth checking out. It's a different take on the fairy tale type stories, because you usually see the, you know, real-time people going to the folklore, fairy tale times, not vice versa, and that's kind of where you see this going a little bit. So definitely worth checking out there. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to meet Matt Kent, he's awesome. Is he really? He's a really nice guy, and he's he's really humble. I mean, he's just a guy that worked his way up through comics, and now he's finally making his his name known. So I was like, wow. But he's really cool. You ever get to meet him? All right. So now we're going to move on to the list. This week was top ten crossovers, and I will go first. I went with ones that I've read. Sprinkled in with ones that I want to read. So, at number 10, I have Annihilation. Number 9, Sinestro Core War. Number 8, Fall of the Mutants. Number 7, Darkseid War. Number 6, Messiah War. 5, Revenge of the Sinister Six. Number 4, Inferno. Number 3, Flashpoint. Number 2, Identity Crisis. And number 1, because it was the first crossover I ever read, The Muir Island Saga. I really expected Star Trek X-Men. <laughs> X-Men Teen Titans. <laughs> I haven't read or any no, of them. The only Titans one I read, the only run I've read out of those is uh, X-Men and Star Trek. <laughs> so. No, that's a good list. That's a great list. Nice. Number 10 for mine, Marvel vs. DC. Number 9, Project Superpowers. Number 8, Red Sonja and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> so good. They're just starting their second season right now. <laughs> number seven infestation from idw number six freddy versus jason versus ash five savage dragon number two where he meets the teenage mutant Ninja turtles four amalgam marvel and dc mixed together three namor 72 and aquaman number 56 which is one of the first marvel and DC, which is actually the first marvel and dc crossover but it was not meant to be right. just the writer threw it in as a joke number two batman meets grendel and number one Archie meets the Punisher. Okay. All right. All right. I found it, and if you want to borrow it. I do. Okay. All right. Shout out to Archie versus Sharknado. Just saying. Okay. 
Number 10, Batman, Superman vs. Aliens vs. Predator. 9, Masters of the Universe, Thundercats. 8, JLA vs. The Avengers. 7, Sonic, Spawn, Shadowhawk, and the Mass, or the Max. 6, Witchblade, Tomb Raider, Magdalene, and Vampirella. 5, Batman vs. Predator. 4, Infestation. 3, Green Lantern vs. Aliens. 2, Backlash Spider-Man. And 1, you're going to, how do you say Alg- Amigo? Amalgam? Amalgam. Amalgam. I, I can never say that one. Okay, where is Silver Surfer Green Lantern on that? Yeah, where is where it? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> We've been talking about that for a while. It's on the it's outside. It's not in your list. It's, a, it's on the outside. It's a it's a ten point five. It's a ten point. I mean, it was one of the ones I thought about. Yeah. I, because I thought about the Star <laughs> Trek Green Lantern. I thought about Planet of the Apes Green Lantern as well. But out of all of them, my favorite one was Green Lantern Aliens. Not uh, Legion Superheroes meets Star Trek: The Next Generation. No. <laughs> I did think about Doctor Who and start. I mean. I, I was like going, I don't know how I'm going to break this list down because Doctor Who Star Trek was amazing too. I There's just so many good ones. Azrael Ash. Fantastic. I just... I looked at the list today. I went on Wikipedia and I found the list of like... I'm like, holy crap. I like, I didn't even realize that 99 or 98 was just the year of... Like, crossover, yeah. Crossovers like... And I have most of them. Oh. <laughs> there's... That's why we're doing... Going to be doing a month on it. Because, I mean, there's yeah. just so many good ones to check out and expose Kirk a little bit to some of this fun stuff. Because I saw his eyes go up at least three times on some of the stuff I listed off. <laughs> it's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> what? So on your list, which ones have you not read then? I have not read The Dark Side War. I have not read Revenge of the Sinister Six. Okay, so it was two. Okay. okay. Those two. Cool. Those no, are the two cool. that I hadn't read. That's awesome. All so, right. yeah. Anybody got anything else? Um... No, um, actually, I, we're talking about James Bond, right? Yeah. And uh, Ian Fleming's step-cousin, or second cousin, was Christopher Lee. I did not know that. And, That's awesome. And Christopher Lee was in World War II, and yep. he was with the SOE, mm-hmm. um, the, with Special Operations Executive, which yes. was their CIA, ISS, whatever. So, S-O-I-S-S. OSS. Right. So he also hunted Nazis at the end of the war. So when it was over, he would travel and hunt Nazis. And he... Oh. Is rumored to be the base for James Bond, for all the crap Christopher that Lee? he did. But it's a rumor. But no it's a, it's a very good rumor. Lord of the Rings, opinion. Christopher Lee. Yes. Now I wish they had made a metal singing in his seventy years. In his, in his now 70s, I wish that they Lee. had made him a more bad badass Sith. Yeah. In the prequel yeah. trilogy, yeah. he yeah. should have been a more badass Sith than he was. He was also in his seventies, so. Well, yeah, but still. Right. Dude hunted Nazis, man. Dooku. So I showed Nick last night that Wolverine's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? I think it's dumb. He's in every X book. Does he need his own book? He doesn't need his own book. How many X-Men are there? Yeah. I got another question for you. I'd rather have a Jubilee book. She's a vampire and a mom. Adam Uh Kubert being the artist, would that bring you back? No. Uh Uh-uh. No. I agree. Pretty sure the last thing I read with Kubert doing the art was um, Daredevil Run. He ruined the Fraction <laughs> Brubaker Bendis Smith run. That was so good. And then they did Shadowland. Yeah, that's, yeah that Killed ruined it. it. Done. You, you said Jubilee with the baby? 
Yes. You know that in Excalibur, they turn the baby into a dragon, right? Then never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm done. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was, I was with Excalibur number two until the end, and I was like, um, uh, that's it. Well, that just killed the book for me. That's my breaking point. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, that was something interesting I read this week. I was like, do we really need it? And it's gonna be like 72 pages, and it's gonna be like eight bucks. And it's two stories. One's a crime story, and the other one's a horror story. And I was I like, "I thought it was a horror story when they said Wolverine's coming back." And I'm like, "You know, I love Wolverine. He's one of my favorites, but even I'm getting tired of him. He's kind of like Deadpool, Deadpool, Wolverine, Batman, Harley Quinn, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn, Batman, Spider Man. I mean, Spider-Man's I, I, I starting like to get there. I like Spider Man, but again, so many books." Um, I mean, even kind of Hellboy to an extent for Dark Horse. I mean, he's in a lot of a lot of stuff. So I just wanted to pick your brain and see what you were thinking. Uh, Which no, I'm not reminds me, uh, did you guys happen to see the Batman Hellboy Starman crossover? That actually exists. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. That's from what, 80, 90? Early 90s, somewhere in there. But I, I thought, if anything, you that would have been on your list. I was kind of shocked that that didn't hit your Not list. Not a big Hellboy fan. But Starman. Still Hellboy. So I have a I, I read the first book, and it was okay. But I don't understand the love for, like, the last 30 years of Hellboy. Like, I remember when he first came out, and he was in... What, what book was he in when he first appeared? And it was just like, bleh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was in a Dark Horse book. I can't remember what it was. Was it premiere or something? It was just like, it's not that great. And I put it away. Oh, it was Dark Horse Presents something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, not so great. I put it away. I didn't really care for Mike Mignola's art. I do now. But grow to appreciate back then, it was just like... All right. So I just had a question pop into my head. Seriously answer this question for me. Which X-Men who does not get any love should have a book? Long shot. He did have his Show's over. (laughs) Shows Twice, over. didn't he? Long shot saved the universe. He's, he, he's had he's had yes, two times, two tries. <laughs> okay, mimic. That would be a good one. Mimic deserves I, it. I, mimic deserves his own book. Ryan, I'm being very serious when I say this. You know that, right? I hope so. Maggot. I was going to say if you said dupe, that that hand is coming. <laughs> I want. He already had his own book. <laughs> he did. I want to dupe comic book, so I can't read. Already it. exists. Um, um, no, I don't know what my fascination with Maggot is, but is I've, it the name? No, it just that that's kind of that time frame when I was reading, and I thought he was kind of a cool dude with a weird power, and it wasn't Wolverine. Okay, Mister Sinister. Mister Sinister would be awesome. The best Bishop book I've ever read was District X. If you read, he's Mar- a detective. If, if you read uh, Fallen Angels, he's in yeah that no, one. No, I mean that's, like that's his a, own. That's a Psylocke book, like his own. Let's do a villain. Um, Let's just give a villain. Maddox and was not really Doctor good. Doom. That was a good series. Yep. I mean, they've made some books on people that I actually like. You know, I liked all the Psylocke stuff. I just picked up Sabretooth and Mystique. I love the Mystique, you know. Banshee. Banshee, God. He'd be drinking <laughs> in a bar 24-7, complaining about how his sister's more popular than him. His sister or his, his daughter. Whatever. His daughter, there. Siren. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same. But it'd be cool if they did something with the, some of those, again, going back to the B characters, doing a book with some of those B characters. I'm trying to think... Of a B character, Havoc. He kind of got his with Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, but he was with a team. Like, just have him run around. That could be a good one. Havoc? Yeah, yes. great. <laughs> Havoc would be great. 
with the other Ekman. With the Ekman. I asked I asked this question and I don't know who I would say. Because I can't say Cannonball because got his own book. The center of a book right now. Kitty Pride's got her own book, so Mm-hmm. What core X Men character would you want to have their own book? What's Beast? The the first five mm-hmm. is what you're saying? Oh wow. Iceman. He's had like three, right? He yeah. has, but I don't think anybody's ever really captured him. The Iceman I remember when I was reading it was a little more humorous side to him. I would say Angel. See, I'd, I'd dig an Archangel book. I'm not I want it. I want it. I like I w- Archangel. I don't like Angel. The, the time frame that I would want it in is when he transitions, loses his wings, and what his thought processes were being turned by the Apocalypse. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And how he fought to... Because all you get in the book, what snaps him out of being... He was war, right? Yep. Death. 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 Is he thinks Bobby's dead. And that's what snaps him out. Yeah. So... I think in our, I, I agree. That's probably who I would say of the core X Men is an angel transitioning into Archangel, and then how he has to fight, uh, craving to kill, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, hmm. about you, the core five, um, Beast, that would be ever loving bouncy blue furry Beast, not the new animal Mom, Beast, not the cat Beast, not the giant hands Hank McCoy. Like the Wolverine the giant, hair. The giant feet. Yeah, Hank McCoy. Avenger Hank McCoy. I would like that. Where he's... He was actually my favorite character in X-Factor. He was awesome in the Avengers. And, yeah. When he was doing that. When he was like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Iceman? Yeah. Out of the core. I mean, I never cared for Scott or Gene. Well. And Beast would be fun. See, when you say Angel, I automatically think that Angel. You know, the original Angel. Where... I always dug Archangel a lot more. Archangel's one of my favorite but characters. But Iceman is always, he's always, I mean, outside the fact they look like Frosty the Snowman. With the yellow gloves and boots? Yeah. Yep. And I, can, yep. Um, I always thought, enjoyed his character. The thing with Scott is he's getting kind of his own book right now with X-Men. Mm-hmm. Because he's on mission with Rachel and Cyclops. And Professor X did something to his brain because he's like, Trying to pretend like he wasn't a deadbeat dad and abandoned Nathan with his mother to go back to Gene. So, huh. so it's that's the dynamic they're doing right now in that book. They're only two issues in, but that's what the last book was all about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk, Ryan, and Nick. See you all next week. Later. Bye. Comics Is the real-